Welcome to Lose Yourself with Dr. Mike Cunningham, Bible teacher in Vineyard, Utah. When we lose ourselves in worldly distractions, we lose our value, our purpose, and our passion in exchange for temporal experiences. But Jesus says that whoever would lose their life for His sake will find it. Let's learn what it means to lose yourself with Dr. Mike. Welcome to Lose Yourself. I'm Dr. Mike Cunningham, and I'm so glad you could join me for today's program. Today, I'm just going to ask a very important question. I've recently been going to some apologetics conferences and just talking about the kind of things that are on people's hearts. And frankly, we have a lot of people struggling with their faith. These are difficult times. And sometimes it feels like we have more questions than answers. And people are saturated with media and with conflicting voices and just the challenges of the 21st century. So as we launch into our conversation today, just keep that in mind. In some markets, this episode will air on September 11th, the anniversary of 2001's attack on the Twin Towers. At these times, we can reflect on moments in our life that were difficult, that we didn't have answers for. But moving forward to the assurance that our faith sustains us, even in uncertain times. Today, I just have a really brief question that I'm going to answer. Why? It's three letters, one word, but yet it asks all of life's most poignant questions. As children, we begin asking questions like, Mommy, Daddy, why is the sky blue? Why is the grass green? And it begins our intellectual journey. It begins our formation as human beings, and it begins our curiosity and how we approach life. It is a truly formative part of our childhood. And then we get a little older and we ask questions like, why am I here? This huge existential question, you know, what is my role in the universe? And we realize that maybe this world is going to spin and keep going whether or not we're here or not. Where do I fit in society? We get a little even older than that, and we ask questions like, what's your why? These are the questions asked by high school guidance counselors and professors and HR and career counseling people. The idea is if we find our life's purpose and meaning, then we'll never work a day in our life, and every day we'll wake up with a sense of purpose. As a pastor and chaplain, I've had to have people ask me the questions, why? Why did I lose my job? Why did my parents get divorced? Why did this bad thing happen to my friend who's really a good person? This is the why questions that are less fun, and these are the ones that are many times the most important ones to answer and the hardest ones to answer. And it's important to me, friend, that I tell you today, it's best not to give pat answers these incredibly simple but difficult questions. People ask questions and say, if God exists, why is there so much evil in the world? I remember my first foray into chaplaincy. I was living in Nashville, Tennessee in 2010, and we had a 100-year flood. Now, I've been on mission trips and disaster relief trips before, for example, Hurricane Katrina and other difficult circumstances. But this time, this was my community, and these were my people and my congregants, who at times lost everything. And it was difficult. I remember a specific time that 
it was someone who lived in a, a two-story house and that house had been completely submerged. And if you've ever done a mud out or a restoration project on a flood, you walk in there and every, you have to wear a hazmat suit because rat poison and everything in the counters is now everywhere and everything was ruined. And you have to sit there and grieve and talk with these people. To the very next year, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, a Category 5 tornado ripped through there and picked up big oak trees bigger than houses and threw them around. And then most recently, I've been to Colorado during the wildfires. And there's just something about standing with somebody who's lost everything. You know, when you have a naturalistic worldview, meaning reality and existence is only what I can see, touch, taste, and smell, that offers very little comfort when someone is literally holding everything, all of their why, all of their effort, everything that they've worked for in their life is ash on a cement slab. And at those moments, you have to sometimes sit with people who are living through their worst fear. And by the way, what do I do? I don't give them pat answers. And so the question that we have to understand at this point, they'll ask me at that moment, not just why, but Mike, did, did God create evil? I mean, they're to say, if God is all good, he'd destroy evil. And if God is all powerful, he could destroy evil. But evil's not destroyed, hence there is no God. An easier way of saying that is either God's not powerful or he doesn't care, because otherwise this wouldn't have happened. I, I, I cannot stress this enough. At those moments, I don't come back with a whimsical answer. I don't immediately jump in to win a debate or give pat answers or sing song Christian lingo. What you do at that moment is I pick up a shovel or a broom and I start helping them rebuild their life. And somewhere along the week, just that availability has to be the part of where we minister to people. They'll start asking questions. Why are you here? Well, I'm a chaplain. Are they paying you for this? No, I'm a volunteer. Why would you do that? Because I want people to see the goodness of God, even in the worst of times. Because again, a naturalistic worldview, you're done. Everything's gone. But when you have something that's greater, a greater perspective on things, you can find sense even amid tragedy. One of the things I would get to at some point is that They'll say, well, what is evil then? Evil is not a thing. It is a privation. Definition is a loss or absence of a quality or attribute that is normally present. For example, Norman Geisler talks about if a rock can't see, we don't expect a rock to see. A privation is something that is supposed to have that quality that does not have that quality. In Genesis chapter 1, God created everything and it was good. He had an order to things, he had a plan, and he also gave us a free will. It was us, friends, are responsible for that privation. It is us as mankind who take God's design and try to bend it for our own will to deal with devastating results. And so through this, 
situation, you know, you have to understand that according to scripture, God is all good and he will defeat evil. God is all powerful and he can defeat evil. You know, evil's not defeated, but God one day will defeat evil. And every day we are to live as believers with the purpose of sharing the gospel and giving hope to those in need. Again, when you're going from privation to restoration, as God is indeed restoring his creation, and one day he's going to make all things right. Justification is the freedom from the penalty of sin. For example, we're sinful and separated from God and we cannot save ourselves. We are in need of salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, plus nothing. And only he can do that. And friend, I hope if you've not done that, that you will take that step of faith. Sanctification is being freed from the power of sin. That is when we are growing in our faith. This is the heartbeat of lose yourself. Is The discipleship process is something that we often neglect in the church. And we find ourselves struggling with sin and, and the power of sin. And, you know, through Bible study and, and through our spiritual disciplines and through supporting each other, you know, we become a little more like Christ every day. And it gives us that purpose every day that we trust in him, even in difficult circumstances. And then we help others who are struggling as well. Because, friend, glorification is the freedom from the very presence of sin. And, friend, that is what we're going to experience one day when we go to be with God. Those who have called upon the name of the Lord, been saved, been justified, can look forward to a time when God will restore it all and it will all make sense. But in our, in our daily lives, we need to understand that these are opportunities for us to grow in our character and in our faith and give hope to others. Never promise it would be easy. And I, friend, I will not promise you it will be easy. But Romans 5, 3 through 5 says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. What do you look for amid adversity? Do you look for sympathy? Do you look for doubt? Because through these trials, we can not only see hope, but we can also experience character and perseverance that are qualities that God has given us even amid difficult times because we need to move forward knowing that God is restoring his creation. While that passage speaks of our process of sanctification, Revelation 21.4 speaks of our eventual glorification. And God will wipe away every tear from their eye. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, or former things have passed away. Friend, we have this hope to look forward to, and we can share that hope with others as they may be struggling. God is restoring his creation. He's making all things right and all things new. And we here as Christians have a purpose for our time here on earth, which is to give that hope to others. Now, I'm not here to tell you that your life is going to be perfect, and I'm not here to tell you that you're not going to experience pain. I mean, the, the Bible repeatedly promises opposition, persecution, pain. The difference between a quest and a tragedy is really purpose because I've seen people persevere through the worst times in their life with the hope that comes from Christ. And I've seen people live without any hope 
even amid decent circumstances, because they don't have that eternal perspective. The heart of Lose Yourself is finding purpose and hope in this world until we can go to be with God in glory. Maybe you're having a hard time today, and I hope that this message finds you well. If you're grieving today, I grieve with you. If you're struggling today, I struggle with you because I have my days. But that's what believers do is we walk alongside each other. We support each other, and we point to the hope of our faith. Before I sign off today, I would be remiss to not remind you to reach out for help if you're going through a difficult time. In some instances, you can just go to your local church and they have a grief share class or they have a good pastoral staff, someone who can talk you through things. But in times of tragedy and times of hopelessness, you may need to reach out for professional help. There's no shame in that. And I encourage you to do so. There's only so much you can do at times with through our spiritual life and our spiritual disciplines and our regular support systems. If you're at a loss and if you're in a situation that is dangerous, please reach out to many wonderful Christian counselors, organizations that can give you the help that you need. We as Christians certainly want to live with hope and give hope, but we also realize that there's times in our life and certain circumstances that require more attention. And I encourage you to seek out those resources. Today, I leave you with a quote from C.S. Lewis that says, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks to us in our conscience, but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Friend, I hope this message finds you well today. I hope that you will find hope amid adversity. And I'll see you on the next episode of Lose Yourself. This has been Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself is a teaching ministry of Bible teacher, Dr. Mike Cunningham. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at loseyourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ. Lose Yourself is a production of Key Radio.